Hey, this is Pastor Greg Evans from Calvary Assembly of God. I want to thank you for joining us today on our podcast. I pray that God will speak to your heart, that he will challenge you, and that you will be encouraged and that you will overcome by God's word and the word of your testimony. God bless you. Enjoy the service. Well, praise the Lord. I thought she was going to preach my message for a second there. Amen. Praise God. God is so faithful. And today... I'm here, to, I'm here to release a word, not, not my word, God's word. I'm here to release a very encouraging word to your spirit today. But it is just simply, in fact, I, I sent my scriptures as I often do to, uh, or as I always do, to Aaron. And he came to me this morning. He said, Pastor, you sent me the entire Bible to put on the screen. And uh, the truth is, is that's why we're here is to release the word of God. There is a lot of scripture this morning because really I'm not going to preach as much as I'm going to share God's word to increase our faith, to prepare our hearts to receive miracles today and healing in this house. We've come through a a series on the health of the healthy church and being a healthy church. And today I just felt like the Holy Spirit just wanted me to just release his word of encouragement and faith and build up our faith today. And before you leave here, I'm believing for a miracle in your life. That's what I prayed all week for. I believed all week that God is going to release a miracle in your life, whatever you need. How many believe God can do that today? Yes, he can. He is able to do it. I want to make a couple of comments and then I'm going to, in just a minute, ask Sister Donna to come up and she's going to help us. Today's going to be a a little bit different, not, not vastly different, but I really believe we did this on Wednesday. I believe the church must pray. Prayer is the key uh, for the things that have already been mentioned from this platform today, the world that we're living in. And, uh, and we're just going to, at, at, at the prompting of the spirit of God in me, as well as from the prompting of our district superintendent, Terry Rayburn, we are, he has called our churches across this district to prayer, and uh, we're going to pray. And I believe prayer is going to move the mountains that we just sang about. Amen? Before we do that, though, I do want to mention that uh, last night, yesterday afternoon, we had a just phenomenal, very important event uh, for Calvary. The, uh, the geezers, I mean the classics... I only say geezers because Pastor Judy, who's in charge, her and her husband, Joe, lead the classics, and she calls them the geezers. So I only say it for that reason. The geezers, the geezers and the, or the classics had a bowling tournament against the young adults. And I'm here to tell you that the Calvary Classics are the champions. Yeah, yeah. So now, here's, here's what I know. I, um, I just became a classic just last week. I turned 50. And the classics, Calvary classics, have never won a bowling tournament until I became one. So I can only surmise that it has something to do with my abilities. Right, Pastor Rich? Don't you think? That's good reasoning, isn't it? Yeah. So, but in all honesty, if you've never seen Rick Olette or Ron Norton bowl, or for that matter, brother Jerry bowl, these guys can bowl. I mean, they're like professionals out there. I think one of them had like a 300. No, not really, but, but they did bowl really well. And we prevailed. And pastor, pastor Justin said, pastor, there's no need to mention that this morning. You don't need to talk about that. 
there's no need. This, it, would, it would break the anointing. And so just because he said that, I did it anyway. Amen. Amen. Isn't it good to laugh and have fun? It was a wonderful event, and I encourage you all to join us next time we do something like that. It was wonderful. Prayer is how we're going to start this message today. I, Sister Donna, would you just come on and join me up here? She's coming by faith this morning as well. I called her and asked her to do this, and she said, I'm coming. And uh, she's here to do it and believe in God for a touch in her own body. These are the areas that I believe we need to pray about as a church. And when she comes in just a minute to start leading us in this prayer, I'm going to ask you, you can take whatever posture you want. You can stand or kneel, but please, let's just join in intercession together for the next three to five minutes. I'm adding one to this that I did not give you, uh, and that is for our students. They have just gone back to school and uh, in the last week or so here, two weeks, and I believe we should pray over our students. In addition to that, we have just launched a new ministry here at Calvary uh, through our young adult ministry. We are starting a campus ministry at St. John's Community College. And uh, Pastor Justin is in a uh, six-month intensive training on how to be a campus or a university campus uh, missionary. And he will be our, through the Assemblies of God, designated Calvary partnership uh, with that campus as a Chi Alpha missionary on that campus and we're going to amen we're going to believe for revival on that campus as well as all of our high school and middle school and elementary elementary campuses as well and so we're going to pray over our students today in fact before we move further in this service and we're going to pray for the three that i gave you in a minute but if you're a student in this room would you stand to your feet a student of any kind college Middle school, high school, elementary. I don't know if there's any in here today. There's a few. There's a few. Yep, back. Thank you. Thank you. If you're a high school student or a middle school student, elementary or college student, just stand. I just want to pray over you this morning. Amen. There's a few in the room. If you're near one, you can just reach over and lay your hand on their shoulder. Would you just stretch your hands towards them? And would you just come in agreement with me this morning, Father, in the name of Jesus? Lord, I pray over these youth, God, these young people, young men, young women, college students, high school students, God, elementary students, I pray in the name of Jesus that the anointing of your spirit would be upon them as missionaries to the campuses that they attend. Lord, I thank you that they would bring light and salt to that campus. Lord, that you would speak life through them, not only through their words, but through their attitude, the way they live. Lord, that others would see Jesus in them. Lord, we're asking for revival on the campuses of education in America in the mighty and powerful name of Jesus. And Lord, we're asking you to raise up these young people as missionaries, as evangelists, Lord, as campus pastors, as group leaders, God, small group leaders, devotional leaders, club leaders, God, to proclaim the name of Jesus. Lord, I ask for a supernatural boldness to come upon them, to pray, to speak life, and to proclaim your word, Lord, even if someone tells them they cannot, Lord, I thank you that they would boldly arise in faith. And I thank you, God, that souls would be saved, that victories would be won. And Lord, that the joy of the Lord would be their strength through every challenge and trial. Bless them this year educationally, God. Help them to excel academically. Help them to excel, Lord, socially and spiritually. And Lord, I pray that every one of these students would be leaders and not followers. I pray, God, that you would use them, God, to, to rise up 
and to shine light in a dark world. And we give you the praise and we give you the honor and we ask it in the mighty, strong and powerful name of Jesus. And the church shouted, amen. Come on, give the Lord praise this morning. Thank you, thank you students. This is gonna be a great year for you in school. In Jesus' name. I've asked Sister Donna to come and she's gonna take the microphone and she's going to pray. I don't know if that's on. You may need to make sure it turned on until the green light comes on. She's gonna pray in three areas this morning. I'm gonna ask you to join with us. We're gonna pray against this virus, COVID. We're gonna pray against it. But these are some specifics the Lord gave me. We prayed it Wednesday night. We're praying it tonight, today. We're not just praying that God would eradicate this virus, but that he would also eradicate every evil agenda attached to it. There are political agendas. There is manipulation taking place. There are all kinds of agendas, both political and just social and and many things uh, that have attached itself to this virus and to this pandemic. And we're not saying, hear me, I am not saying it's not a real thing. It is, is real. We know it has touched our home. It has touched our family. It has touched our church. This is real. But I'm telling you, it is spiritual. And the church must arise in prayer. So we're praying against this virus. I'm believing God's going to eradicate this thing. I know that sounds absolutely, oh, that's not even scientific. Viruses last forever. I'm telling you, God can remove this thing from the face of the earth. And I'm believing for it. And that he would also remove all confusion. You know something's from Satan when there's so much confusion. And I'm telling you, every day there's a new confusion added to the story of COVID. Secondly, Donna's going to lead us in prayer against the person or for the persecuted church against the persecutors. (laughs) And specifically in Afghanistan this morning, there are Christians. Candace mentioned them a minute ago. It breaks my heart when I think about it. There are Christians today, even as we speak, that are hiding not their belief, but for their life. They're gathered in small groups with their Bibles and with their love and worship for Jesus, knowing that in spite of the God they serve and their love for him, that their life is in jeopardy and they're willing to lay down their life. We need to pray for their protection. I was so convicted this week, and I'm so thankful to see each of you here. I was so convicted this week that the slightest little thing can disrupt our church attendance, our faith. And these people know that they could be beheaded today, but they keep their Bible anyway. And they proclaim the truth anyway. We're going to pray for Afghanistan and the many Americans that are there. They need to be free. They need to be out of that country. I got word. I read a report from Assemblies of God that all of our AG missionaries are out safely. Thank God. Amen. But there are many, many thousands who are still there. Americans and pray for our military that are there. And then thirdly, Sister Donna is going to pray over the nation, the island nation of Haiti. The devastation in that country is horrendous. And it's not just the earthquake. It is a political upheaval. It is, it is horrible. And they need, I, I listened to an art, uh, uh, interview with a Haitian pastor. It is horrendous. Pray for them. Sister Donna, would you come and lead us in this prayer this morning?
Jesus. Jesus. Excuse me. So now we're going to speak to the mountain. Amen. We're going to speak to the mountain. You know, David never called Goliath by his name. You know what he said? He said, you uncircumcised Philistine. He never called him by his name. And so today we're going to speak to the virus. I refuse to call it by its name. The virus, okay? We're going to come against it in the name. What did David say? I come against you in the name of the Lord. That's what we're going to do. We're going to come against him in the name of the Lord God Almighty. And so I want to hear passion. I want to hear fervency. Just like when we were worshiping, we're going to pray. You are warriors in God's army. We are going to bombard heaven on behalf of these issues that has been presented before us, okay? Amen. Father God, we come before your throne of grace and mercy this morning, Lord God. We come before you, Father God, on behalf of this virus, Lord God, that is attacking this nation and the nations of the earth, Lord God. We come against it in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, our Lord, our Savior, our King. And Lord, we declare healing. We declare healing over this nation. We declare healing over the saints of God. Your word says, praise the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all of his benefits, who forgives all your sins and heals all your diseases. And so we speak to this disease this day to crumble and fall to the ground in the mighty name of Jesus. You are under our feet. You are under our feet. We belong to the King. We belong to the King of Kings and Lord of Lords. And so we declare healing over this nation right now, Lord God. And we thank you. You have not given us a spirit of fear, but power and love and a sound mind. And so, Lord God, we come before it and we do not fear it today, Lord God. We stand against it in the mighty name of Jesus. We stand against the symptoms. Every symptom from our bodies has to flee in the name of Jesus. We speak to all those patients in the ICU at Wolfson's Hospital. Those 12 children on those ventilators in Wolfson's Hospital. We speak life over you. You will live and not die. You will declare the word of the Lord. You will take back what the enemy has meant for bad. You will turn it for good for God's kingdom. We speak to all the ICUs. We speak to all those wards in the hospitals this day. Rise up rise up we speak to the oxygen levels in their body to rise rise every cell be healed be healed in Jesus name oxygen flow arise in their lungs their heart their organs in their body we thank you father God nothing is impossible with you Lord God we thank you that you raised the dead Lord Jesus and so we speak life where they're declaring death, we speak life in Jesus' name. You will live. You will not die. You will speak the kingdom of God. You will be a witness. You will rise up in Jesus' name. We thank you, Father God. Even though it's in our church that can't even be here today, Father God, we speak life over them. We speak faith over them. Let their faith arise 
Oh, help us, Lord God, to believe your word, to read your word, to eat your word, to know your word, Father God, that we walk in it, Lord God. We praise you and thank you, Father. We thank you. We bless you. And Lord God, we just come before you and pray for Afghanistan today, Lord God. We pray, Lord Jesus, for those precious people, Lord God. We pray, Lord Jesus, you would protect them, that you would cover them under Psalm 91. No terror by night, no errors by day can penetrate through their shield of faith. Oh, Lord Jesus, let our faith be enlarged like their faith, Lord God, of the persecuted church. Oh, Father, let our faith be huge in you today. We pray, Father God. We pray for the people there, Lord God. We pray for provision. We pray for safety. We ask you to hide them from the enemy's eyes. Hide the Christians. Hide them, Lord God, from the enemy's eyes. Don't let them even find the children, Lord God. Hide the children. Hide the children from them, Father God. We pray, Father God. We bless them. We thank you for them, Lord God. We thank you for their courage. We thank you for their faith, Father God. We pray for the military that's there, Lord God, that you would get them out. Get them out, Lord God. Get them to safety, Lord God. And Oh, Lord Jesus, help them. Help them to protect those while they're there, Lord God. Help them, Jesus. And open the eyes of the blind. Open the eyes of the cabal. Open the eyes of the Taliban. Open the eyes of ISIS. Open their eyes. Let them be souls. Turn it into Paul's. Turn the souls to Paul's. Oh, we pray. Let there be radical salvations. Radical salvations for your kingdom, Lord God. Open the eyes of the blind, Lord God. Let them see, Lord God. You have revealed yourself to the Muslims. Reveal yourself to the Taliban. Reveal yourself to them. Cause them to see you in dreams and visions, Father God. Turn this thing around, Lord God. Oh, Lord Jesus, we thank you. We thank you. Your kingdom come. Your will be done in Afghanistan as it is in heaven. We thank you, Lord God. Oh, we thank you and give you praise, Father God. And we pray for Haiti. Oh, Lord Jesus, our heart breaks. These people have went through so much, Lord God. The earthquakes, the famine, all the sickness and disease, Lord God. Now another earthquake, Lord God. We pray for them to stand, Father God. We pray courage and strength into them, Lord God. Oh, we thank you their eyes are on you Lord Jesus and Lord God we pray for the government we pray for a righteous government to rise up in that nation a righteous government that will stand for truth and righteousness and justice for all Lord God we pray open the eyes of the blind Lord God and we pray that all the supplies all the food the provisions would reach the people that they would not be stolen from them but they would actually reach the people that needs them Lord God. And so we pray, Father, make a way, make a way for these provisions to help the people, Lord God, that they would even be able to see them and feel them and touch them, Lord God. And so we bless them. We bless the children, Lord God. We bless them there, Father. We thank you that you're working out all things for good. We pray for a great awakening in Afghanistan and Haiti, a great awakening, Lord God. We thank you their faith will not fail them, Lord God, but they will look to you, the author, the finisher, the perfecter of their faith. We give you praise, Lord Jesus. Give us a heart of compassion. Break our hearts with what breaks yours, Father God. Break our hearts, Father God. We just give you these 
petitions and supplications this morning. And we thank you, Lord God, that we're going to see it. We're going to see your kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven, even in America. We bless you. In Jesus' precious name we pray. And everyone said, Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Come on, give the Lord a praise offering. Thank you. Just take that Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Sister Donna. You may be seated. There will be as many of these scriptures as they can get up on the screen today, or you can write them down if you want. There's a lot. This morning, we're going to talk about healing. And as I've already said, I'm just going to release the word that God's given to me. And as I preach and teach this message this morning... I'm just believing that God, even as I'm teaching, even as I'm speaking, that your faith level is going to rise up. If you walked into this building today or you're watching online today and you're sick in body or you have a physical ailment or a spiritual need or a emotional or relational situation, you need healing in any area. I believe even as I'm speaking these words of faith that you're going to be healed, that you're going to be met right where you are today. At the end of this message, at the conclusion, in just a few minutes, I've asked my wife to come and sing a song that she sings under a powerful anointing every time she sings it, called The Healer Is Here. And as she sings that song at the conclusion of this message, believing that if you need prayer or you want special prayer, our pastors and our prayer team leaders are going to be in this altar and we're going to pray over you and believe with you. There's a place of healing today, a place of victory. Psalm 103, Psalm 103, verses 1 through 3. This is what the Lord says through the psalmist. It says, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. Now, that's a word from the Lord this morning to Calvary. Forget not. Don't forget the benefits of surrendering your life to Jesus Christ. Sometimes we can get so caught up in our service to the King, even our obedience to Scripture, and through the ministries and giftings that He's placed on us, we get so caught up in doing the things that we're called to do and that we love to do for His glory that we forget the benefits that are ours as sons and daughters of the Most High God. Now, I said I wasn't going to preach, so i got to stay right here. This is what he says. He says, forget not all of his benefits and forgive, who forgives all of your iniquities. And who what? Heals all your diseases. Now, I want to draw attention to that word all. God will heal all your disease. If you walked into this building today or you're watching online or you hear this message online six months or six years from now, the word of God says he heals all our diseases. There's nothing too difficult for God. If you're in this building today or you're watching and you have cancer, God heals cancer. If you have a relationship issue that has, is on the brink of total distract, destruction or you thought it, you think it's already been destroyed, God can heal that relationship. He heals. He heals all your diseases. The question is, is, does God still heal 
today. We read about it. That's the psalmist that wrote that. We're going to share a ton of other scriptures from, from the Gospels and, and from the New Testament. But the question that s- sort of sort of permeates the, the church today, especially in this COVID crisis that we're in, uh, virus crisis, whatever you want to call it. But listen, it, it, the question is, does God still heal today? I've watched pastors in numbers that are mind-boggling and Christian leaders die because of this virus. Men and women of great faith die because of this virus that is attacking people left and right. It is no respecter of, of Christian or non-Christian. It doesn't, it doesn't come and knock on the door of, of those that are righteous and holy and those that are not. It just is just permeating society. So the question is, does God still heal today? And my goal, the goal of the Spirit of God this morning is this, that your faith would be increased to know that yes, God still heals today. In fact, Scripture tells us that Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and when? Forever. So he still heals the sick. Now, there's people that don't believe that God still heals today because possibly because of personal experience. They've been sick and they've asked for healing and they didn't get healed. There's people that struggle with this question because of wrong teaching that they've received through the years or through time, and that happens. But this is what I want us to look at today, is not what someone else has ever told us, not even what I'm going to tell you today, but simply what God's Word says. If you can just receive God's Word today, if you can somehow get through anything else I might say, right or wrong, if you can just hear the Word of God, I'm telling you, you can walk out of this place set free by the Spirit of the living God. In fact, Romans chapter 10, verse 17 says this, So then faith, everybody say faith, it comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. It is the word of God that will increase your faith today. It is the word of God that will heal you today. God sent his word to heal our diseases, scripture declares. So faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. To have faith in healing, you have to hear God's word. You have to receive God's word And we're going to give you God's word this morning in in a mass amount. But you need to know that God's word declares health for you. You've got to know it. You've got to start speaking it over your life. And I'm not just talking about symptoms of of COVID or, or flus or viruses. I'm talking about relational and physical and spiritual and emotional and financial and relational, whatever it is. God wants to heal you today. You've got to know what God's word says. He heals all our diseases. In Hebrews 13, verse 8, I said it a moment ago, I referred to it, but let me give it to you. Jesus Christ is the same. When? Forever. So this is what the Holy Spirit showed me. He said, God is going today to heal people from sin. That's the biggest miracle of all. If you're in this building, if you're watching online and you don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, before you leave this service today, I want you to know Jesus wants to save you from your sin. Souls saved this morning in Jesus' name. He wants to heal people's body from sickness. If you walked in here today with, a, with hip pain or foot pain, if you walked in with a headache or anything going on, cancer, what God will heal you through his word, and by Jesus' blood today in your body. Holy Spirit showed me he wants to heal relationships today. 
I have watched the enemy this year in this past 12 months or so like I've never seen him before on a rampage against families and homes and marriages. And I'm just here to serve notice to Satan that he cannot have our marriages. He cannot have our children. He cannot have relationships in the body of Christ. He is, he is a liar. He is the father of lies. And he cannot get victory in the church of the living God. He cannot. He must not. And there's healing today for relationship. I've watched marriages this year that were on the brink of absolute destruction. I've seen God supernaturally bring them right back together. I'm watching one right now, friends. Hear me. I'm believing right now for someone who is near and dear to my heart. That it breaks my heart when I think of the situation that this person, this family is facing. But I am asking you to even believe with me in faith. You don't have to know their name. But I want you to believe with me that God will heal that marriage today. I'm believing it's a, it's a ministry family. And God, they, the devil's trying to destroy them and to destroy the ministry and the lives that that ministry has touched. And God gets the victory in Jesus' name. Pray with me. God's going to heal relationships this morning. I even believe, and listen, this isn't just trying to be cliche or make someone feel good. I believe God wants to heal people in their finances today. I believe there is a victory and a place of anointing today for finances to be healed. Maybe you've made horrible financial choices. God can change your way of thinking. He can change the way you've done things. He can even bring restoration to the mistakes you've made in your finances. But today, if you need a miracle in finances, God will do it. Healing in your career and career choices and jobs. Relationships with bosses and co-workers. I, heard, I felt in my spirit a very strong, strong word from God's spirit about him. In fact, I didn't even add this to my list originally. And I went back last night and, and, and changed it in a couple places this morning. Because I, want, I felt like God said, I'm going to heal people from emotional scars, emotional weakness, and emotional challenges that you're facing right now. I don't know what that looks like to you, but it, heavy cares and worries and burdens and anxieties and fears. Emotional baggage. The Holy Spirit said, I want to heal your children. I want to heal your children. Now that's physically, yes, but specifically relationships. There are some of you that have relationship issues and challenges with your children and children with your parents. And the Spirit of God said, I'm going to heal that relationship. And then in addition to that, there was a real specific drop in my spirit of backslidden children. If you have children that are not serving Jesus Christ, there's a place of healing for that today. They know Jesus. They've heard of Jesus. They know all about There is some. God's going to get a hold of their hearts. We're going to stand in faith today and believe for that. And you can add anything else to that list because there's nothing too difficult for God. In Matthew chapter 9, verses 1 through 8, I don't have time to read the whole thing, but it says that Jesus climbed into a boat. He goes across the, the, uh, the lake, and some people gather there. And the Bible says Jesus, seeing their faith, these that had gathered, they, they brought this paralyzed man to him on a mat. And Jesus, seeing their faith, and he says, be encouraged, my child, your sins are forgiven. Of course, the religious leaders of the day, they get all in an uproar and they get mad. And they say, who is this man that he can forgive sins? And he says, what's easier for me to forgive his sins or to say, pick up your mat and walk? And so he does that. He says, pick up your mat and walk. And this man walks away totally healed. And listen to this. Amen. God's still heals today. So he says, I'll prove it. And he does it. And then he says in verse seven, it says, and the man jumped up and he went home 
Fear swept through the crowd so that they, when they saw this happen, and they praised God for sending a man with such great authority. Authority. That's the key word that God wants to release today. Jesus has all authority over your sickness, over your disease, over your weakness, over your challenges, over your anxiety. God has all authority over your life. If you'll just release it to him today, he has the power. He has the authority to heal not some of your diseases, but all of your disease, all of your sin in Jesus name. I'm going to give you. Quickly, as quickly as I can, y'all pray for me that I don't walk away from this desk too much. Because when I walk away, I preach longer. I'm going to give you 15 quick reasons why healing is still available to you today. Just some scripture reference that will help us increase our faith. Firstly, is because, and Sister Donna prayed for it a minute ago, Jesus is a compassionate Jesus. <laughs> Jesus loves you. Jesus, Matthew chapter 9 says this, verses 35 and 36, that Jesus went about all the cities, all the villages, teaching, preaching the gospel of the kingdom. And it says this, and healing every sickness and every disease among the people. But when he saw the multitudes, he was moved with compassion for them. I want you to know Jesus is moved with compassion this morning. He is moved as he sees us gather in this house and Christians gather in places of worship all across our nation and around the world. And it started many hours before the sun rose in Florida in other parts of the world. People started gathering on this Lord's day and Jesus is moved with compassion when we gather together to worship his name, to sing his praise, to declare his word. And I'm telling you something in his compassion, he releases his anointing that breaks yokes of bondage and sets people free. James chapter one, verse 17 says every good gift and every perfect gift is from above and comes down from the father of light. Why is God's will for healing today? Because God is good and compassionate and whatever you're facing today, God cares. Somebody needs to hear that today. Whatever your challenge you're in in your life is minuscule as compared to others. You may say, well, mine's just so little, so small. I want you to know Jesus has compassion for your situation. Not only is he compassionate, but I said it already. He is good. He's a good God. He's a gracious God. He loves you. He loves to give good gifts to you. Like any good father, he enjoys giving you good things. It's not a burden for you to come to him this morning and ask him to heal your body. It's not a burden for him to hear your request to heal your home, your family, your marriage. It's not overwhelming to him. He's not caught off guard today. He's a good, good father. And he wants to bless you with a gift of love and life and health. Chapter 7 of Matthew says this in verses uh, 7 and 11. It says, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened to you. How much will your father, uh, how much more will your father who is in heaven give good things to those who ask him? Listen, he wants to give it to you today. He looks forward to it. Thirdly, can I just put it simply? Jesus is willing. He just says, ask and you'll receive. He's just willing. He just wants to. It's not that hard. There's nothing to make this difficult today. And, and that's something the Holy Spirit was showing me even as I was praying and preparing for this is that we can make this kind of process so laborious and difficult. And God does, it's, Jesus is just willing to do it. He just wants to. He's so available. 
He's so available. In Matthew uh, chapter 8, verses 2 through 7, the leper comes and, and he's worshiping Jesus. And he says, that he, he poses the question to Jesus. He says, Lord, are you willing? If you're willing, I know you can heal me. And Jesus responds further down there. He says, I am willing. I'm willing. I don't know what you came in today asking God, are you willing to heal my home? Are you willing to heal my finances? Are you willing to heal my body? The answer is from Jesus is yes, I am willing. I'm willing to do it. We know God can heal. We know that God has healed. But sometimes we wonder whether he will heal. And I am just by faith and by the unction and power of the Holy Spirit in me, I'm just here to declare, yes, he will. Can I tell you something about the willingness of God? Because sometimes we get confused and we say things like this. Lord, if it's your will to heal, it is his will to heal. A better way to phrase that question, and I know we say things that we don't, we, we know what we mean and we just say it wrongly or differently, but the better question than, Lord, if it's your will, is this, is to say, Lord, your will be done. There's a difference. It is God's will to heal you. The process and the way that it happens is up to him. How it looks right here, right now is up to him. God heals instantaneously, just like that. Other times, God works through a process because either you need it to grow or someone around you needs it for them to grow. Our life is a vessel before Jesus to be used of Jesus. God pours his glory, his anointing into us and it flows out of us to affect not only us, but everyone around us. It is God's will to heal you always. Scripture bears that out. It is always God's will to heal, but we put God in a box and we look and we make it look like if, if we don't get up off of our sick bed today and walk out of here, then Jesus didn't heal. Yes, he did. By his stripes, we are healed. He sent his word to heal our diseases. He says, I am willing. So don't pray today, Lord, if you're willing to, if you're, if it's your will to heal me, just say, Lord, heal me according to your word and your will be done. The process is up to him. I can tell you this. We've been praying for weeks for our youth pastor's wife. Her name is Rachel Lamb. And Rachel is in the presence of Jesus today. She did not win this battle with COVID in a natural, earthly viewpoint. But I can tell you she won. Oh, she's victorious today. The Bible says to be absent from this body is to be present with the Lord. And today she is in the strong arms of her Savior and her Master and her Creator, Jesus. She is completely whole. There is no uh, uh, infirmity in her body at all. And she is whole and she is alive and she will live forevermore. And we that love Jesus will see her and know her and know the victory that she has won. That's how healing looked for Rachel Lamb. But that doesn't mean that God doesn't heal on this side of heaven as well. He does. And he will. We've watched people get off of ventilators that were on them and walk in divine health and healing today. I can tell you, I said it earlier, but there is an attack, all out attack against pastors and Christian leaders across the, around the world, around the globe. There's a pastor this morning. His name is uh, T Terry Thomas and he is on a ventilator and struggling for his life. And the doctors told the family yesterday, an assembly got pastor that it, it would take a miracle for him to survive this. I still believe in miracles and I want you to call Terry Thomas before God and believe him, believe God for a miracle in his life. Number four is he is the Lord and he never changes. I said he never changes. 
He never changes. If he healed somebody, he healed my mother. He can heal you. I'm telling you, he, he healed your family. He can heal you. He, he did miracles years ago. He does them today. <laughs> Exodus 25 to 26 says, I am the Lord who heals you. Malachi 3, 6 says, I am the Lord and I do not change. And I already read it, but Hebrews 13 says, Jesus Christ is the same forever. He healed the sick over 2,000 years ago, and he still heals today. Number five, did you know that healing brings him glory? Just as much as it makes us feel whole and, and awesome and wonderful and we rejoice, it brings glory to him to heal you. It points people to him. Romans 1.16 says, For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ, for it is the power of God to salvation. For everyone who believes, when God re releases miracles in your life, it points right back to him, and the world around you sees and knows that he is the one who called and created you and made you whole. Healing brings him glory. Jesus answered, Neither this man nor his parents uh, who sinned, but the works of God should be revealed in him. In other words, everything you go through in life reveals God's work in your life. John chapter 9, verse 3. God's always revealed when others get healed. I'm telling you, God's getting ready to be revealed in a whole new way in this world today. Whenever, however he does it, whenever this thing is eradicated, when scientists are scratching their head and, and well, I started to call a doctor by name, I won't. But whenever some leaders in our, in our world are scratching their head going, well, what happened to the virus? God is going to get the glory. God is going to get the glory. It always brings glory to God when healing takes place. Let me tell you another reason why God heals today. So that his presence can be manifest in the earth. Oh, where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. He longs to move among his people. He longs to take up residence among his church, among his bride. He wants to be with you. He wants his presence to be felt not only by you, but by those around you, wherever you go. He comes and ministers to you. He fills you. He overflows your life. He heals you so that his manifest presence can move throughout the earth. Luke chapter 5 verse 17 says, Now it happened on a certain day as he was teaching that there were Pharisees and teachers of the law sitting by who had come out of every town in Galilee and Judea and Jerusalem. And the power of the Lord was present to heal them. Oh, come on somebody. I need you to catch what the Spirit of God is saying today. There are naysayers all around. There are people that will try to tell you that God doesn't heal or he won't heal. There are people that will try to tell you that you're full of baloney. But the Spirit of the Lord that is on you will heal your body and release miracles not only to you but through you so that the glorified, glorified manifest presence of Jesus can be seen in the earth today and all of the naysayers and all of those that are doubters will see and know that Jesus Christ is King of Kings and Lord of Lords. Luke chapter 6 verse 19 says and the whole multitude sought to touch him for power went out from him and he healed them all. He healed them all. All you got to do is press in a little bit today. All you got to do is get past all the naysayers. All you got to do is get past those mind games and press into Jesus. Press into the one whose virtue will flow out of him today and into your life and heal you and set you free. There's healing today in the manifest presence of God. 
Can I tell you that's why worship is important? That's why every song we sing in every part of the prayer room right back here. And by the way, if you don't come to prayer on Sunday mornings, get here a few minutes early and join us in prayer. I'm looking for the day when the prayer room's not big enough to hold us and we got to move to a bigger venue to pray. I'd rather more people be in prayer than in the service on Sunday morning because I'm telling you, that's where things happen. Prayer makes things happen. Prayer creates an atmosphere for Jesus to do what he's doing this morning. Right now, people are being healed because of prayer, because of the manifest presence of God Almighty. Worship is so important because it creates a habitation, a habitation of the presence of Jesus. If you can't feel him right now, you need to start praising him because he is so real in this room. He is moving in this room. Miracles are being released in this room. You may have walked in here sick, but I'm telling you, there's people already healed in Jesus name. In worship, we prepare this place of habitation for his manifest presence. Number eight. I'm going to tell you another reason Jesus heals because it demonstrates his deity. In other words, it proves that he is who he says he is. God has no reason to prove himself to us. He is God, but because he loves us. And he loves the world around that he created all the, the loved ones of, of your family and those that don't serve Jesus on your job and the people in your neighborhood. He loves them. And so he would bring miracles into your life. He would bring miracles into his church. He would bring miracles into the world today so that the world will know that he is still the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. That he still is not just, he doesn't just die. He rose and he lives and he reigns today. He reigns, he reigns, he reigns. Healing the sick proves to people that Jesus is alive. The Bible says it this way. The Bible talks about it being signs and wonders. Over and over it refers to signs and wonders. We say, God, heal us. But God says, yes, let me give you a sign and a wonder. Because your neighbor, your loved one, your family, your friend, your coworker, they're going to see it. And they're going to say, I need whatever you have. They're going to see a transformed life. They're going to see someone walking in deliverance. And they're going to say, I long to serve the same God that brings that kind of liberty and victory into you. They'll want it. It'll be a light to them. And it'll demonstrate his power and his deity. Can I tell you this morning that healing is one of the spiritual gifts that God talks about in Corinthians? I need you to know something today. I'm not just blowing smoke up here. I'm not just here to get you to say amen. I need you to know that Jesus said that in the last days, I will pour out my spirit on all the earth, on your sons and your daughters. I'm going to do things, signs and wonders and miracles are going to be released in the world and in my church. It's going to happen. He loves you. He wants to use you. He wants to pour out his spirit upon you. It is a spiritual gift this gift of healing it's one of the gifts listed in this in this text in first corinthians chapter 12 it says for to another faith by the same spirit and hear this to another gifts of healing by the same spirit i need you to catch this this morning you may need a healing today and i believe you're going to receive it but i want you to know you're not just healed to get a healing or a miracle you are healed to walk out of this place and rise up in the gifts and callings that are on your life and release healing to someone else It's an active spiritual gift in your life today. If you'll receive it, God doesn't just 
fill you with the spirit and say, here, you get this one. And here you get that one. I do believe we work and function in certain gifts and in anointings, but they're all available to all of us who are filled with the spirit of God. My wife referred to it. I said she was going to preach my message earlier. She referred to it because she said, we need the power of the Holy Ghost. It is the power of the Holy Spirit that will give you the unction. It will give you the boldness. It will give you the authority to walk out of this building and to declare truth and life and healing over the world around us. Healing is a gift of the Spirit. Number 10, the name of Jesus has all authority and all power. There is no other name but the name of Jesus whereby men must be saved. And in that salvation is healing. I need you to hear this today. I need you to catch it in your spirit right now. There is authority and there is power in the mighty, powerful, strong name of Jesus Christ. Jesus said it. The disciples said it. They declared it in Acts chapter 3. You can read it later, but let me just read the one verse here. Silver and gold. You know the story. Lame man, beggar sitting there from birth, the Bible. He had laid there his whole life. That's all he knew to do. I don't think it for a minute he woke up that morning thinking, I think I'll get healed today. This might, all he knew to he, he, for he just figured that for however long his life may last, he would be begging for money at the temple gate. Oh, but these men, Paul and Silas, as they walk up, or who was it? Not Paul and Silas, Peter and John. Peter and John walk up and they just release the word of faith. I'm telling you, God still does this today in his church. He'll do it in you. I don't think Peter and John woke up that morning thinking, well, you know, I'm just going to go out and heal somebody today. No, they lived in this place of his anointing. They were full of the Holy Ghost. Are you full of the Holy Ghost? If you're not, today's the day to get full of the Holy Ghost. The world, COVID-19 world needs the Holy Ghost. Come on. The, the world around us needs the, your job, your people on your job need the Holy Ghost. They don't need to see you carry the biggest Bible on the planet Earth to, to walk in tomorrow. They need you to be the biggest Bible on the planet Earth. They don't need to know how smart you are, or how better you are at your job than they are. All they really need, what the world needs, what your job needs, what everybody in the world and on earth needs today is Jesus moving through the earth today through the power of Jesus in your life. The Holy Ghost. The Holy Spirit. So Peter and John woke up and they were doing what they do. They're going to the temple to pray. They're headed where they belong. That's what they, you, just like you got up this morning and God, you're headed to the church. You're headed to the place to do what God's called you to. You're doing what's right and righteous. I told y'all to pray. I wouldn't leave the pulpit and y'all didn't pray hard enough. <laughs> On their way, there's a beggar, lame beggar. I'm telling you something. Uh, we're not going to leave here the way we walked in in Jesus' name. 
You're going to walk out. If you want it, if you want it, you're going to walk out of here with an anointing to release the very word that God's releasing into your spirit today. You're going to walk out of here with an authority and a power that you've not known before because you're hearing and receiving the very word of the living God today on your life. And Peter and John, they look at this guy and I don't know what takes, I don't know how it looks, but something overtakes them. The spirit overtakes them. And they say, you know what? I'm sick and tired of people being sick and tired. I'm weary and worn out from people just sitting around at the temple gate doing this kind of thing. It's kind of back to that same righteous indignation that Pastor Justin was mentioning earlier and this annoyance and this frustration. There's no more sickness in the house of God. There's no more death in the house of God. There's no more sin in the house of God. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. Rise up and walk. Rise up and walk. Do it in the name of Jesus. Do it by the power of the Holy Ghost. Do it for the glory of God. Do it not to be seen of men, but that all men might know who he is. In Jesus' name. All authority and all power. In the name of Jesus. John 14, 13 says, and whatever you ask in my name, that I will do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. There's power in that name. There's power. The prayer of faith is effective, friend. Well, pastor, I don't know everything you know. I, I can't say it the way you say it. I can't do it the way you do it. I don't have the boldness you have, friend. I don't know your particular personality type. Go take your Enneagram and figure it out. The younger generation will figure that out. Get that. You go figure out. It doesn't matter what your personality type is. When you're full of the Holy Ghost, you're a representative of Jesus Christ. I don't, you can have all kinds of excuses like I can't do it the way you do it. I can't say it the way you say it. I'm not as bold and bodacious as Pastor Rich. I don't have the, the fire Pastor Greg has when he stands up there. I don't do it the way. Listen, God just wants a vessel. God just wants somebody who'll say, here I am, Lord, use me. You don't have to do it any better than anyone else. You don't even matter if it's, if it's different than anyone else. I'm just telling you, if you'll start speaking the name of Jesus, stuff will happen. If you'll be like Peter, Peter and, and, and all the disciples, and you'll just start saying, in the name of Jesus Christ. Well, what if my coworker doesn't want to hear it? Well, then just say it quietly. Seriously. I can't tell you the number of times I was like, well, I just don't know if they'll receive that. So I just stand over somewhere in the corner and I say, Lord, in the name of Jesus. And then the next time I'm a little more bold and I get a little closer and I say it a little louder in the name of Jesus. And then I don't know at the right time, at the right moment, in the right place when the Holy Spirit moves and I just feel some unction come upon me. I'll walk right up to him and I'll say, hey, I need to tell you something in the name of Jesus Christ. In the name of Jesus, I got a word from the Lord. In the name of Jesus, I believe for a miracle. In the name of Jesus, I'm standing in faith with you. In the name of Jesus, God will save your children. In the name of Jesus, God will heal your body. In the name of Jesus, God will deliver you from whatever bondage you're in. In the name of Jesus. It's time to invoke the powerful name, the all-powerful, strong, and mighty name of Jesus. It's time to know who you are in Christ, your sons and daughters of the living God. Come on, the old man has passed away. All things have become new. It's time to rise up in the power and faith that God has given you. 
The prayer of faith is effective, friends. James 5.15 says, and the prayer of faith will save the sick and the Lord will raise him up. And if he has committed sin, he will be forgiven. Don't you see hand in hand with the atonement of Jesus Christ on the cross, hand in hand with salvation comes healing. We like to divide it all up. We like to compartmentalize it. Oh, you got saved. That's nice and sweet. That's beautiful. You're going to heaven. One day you'll make it. But I want you to know, just like you got saved at an altar, just like you bowed your life to Jesus Christ and surrendered everything to him, at that same moment, the very same blood that saved you from your sin healed your body from sickness. It set you free from the oppression of the enemy. And it's time to rise up and know it. And not just for yourself, but declare it to the world around you. Can I tell you, God responds to cries of desperation. You get in the word of God, you'll find it every time. Listen, we're at a desperate place in our world. America is in a desperate place. The entire world is in a desperate place. I'm telling you, except for the grace of God and the breakthrough power of God's spirit, this time next year won't look like it does right now. This time this year doesn't look like it did a year ago. It's just going to get worse and worse. And in part, in part, scripture bears that out. It will get worse and worse. But did you realize simultaneously with the world getting worse and worse that the church gets better and better? Did you realize that the saints and children of God keep growing from glory to glory to glory to glory to glory? And did you know that we win? We win. We're full of the Holy Ghost and we win. We're full of the power of Jesus and we win. But there must be a desperate cry in the earth today. We can't just sit idly by and go, well, I, I'm going to connect my prayer to their prayer. I'm going to just pray. I'm going to pray in my prayer closet. Do it. Please do it. But friend, it's time for the church to press it in prayer. I'm not talking about Mamby Pamby. Now I lay me down to sleep. God bless mommy, daddy, brother, and sister. That was good when we were five, but we're not five anymore. That was good when we first got right with Jesus, but we've matured past that. I'm talking about a prayer of faith, the effectual fervent prayer of the righteous, the men and women of faith rising together, coming together, not backing down, not stopping, not waiting for someone to call them to it, but getting into an altar and pressing in, not just for a minute or two, but for an hour or two, not just for a time or two, but continually praying continually before the throne of grace until we see God's hand upon the earth and eradicate this evil disease and all the other evil in the world until there's revival in the land. God responds to cries of desperation. Mark chapter 10, verse 46 says, Now they came to Jericho. As he went out of Jericho with his disciples and a great multitude, blind Bartimaeus sat by the road begging. And when he heard that Jesus of Nazareth was coming by, he began to cry out. He just began to cry out in desperation. He said, nothing else has helped all these years. 
No one else has been able to do anything. The doctors can't do anything. They don't have any answers for COVID-19. They don't know what to do except to tell me to put on a mask. They don't know what to do except to tell me to go get a shot. And all of that's fine and dandy. Do it if you need to. But by Barnabas, that's kind of like where the world is today. We're just blind. We don't know what to do. We don't know where to go. We're kind of feeling through like this going, oh, somebody tell me what to do today. I don't know how to get there today. I don't know either. Friend, I'm not here to tell you that I know it all. All I'm here to tell you is I know the one who knows it all. And he's ready to bring healing and miracles in the world today. He's ready to do it in your life. He's ready to do it in your home. He's ready to do it in his church. And he's ready to do it in the world. And so he cries out, have mercy. Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. And then they warned him. Calm down. Jesus is busy. He's got important things to do. Just relax. Just don't, 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 don't bother the master. Don't, don't, don't interrupt the teacher. But he says he cried all the louder. Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. He knew that the only hope he had was the one whose name was Jesus, who all power and authority was in his hand. He didn't know Jesus. He had never met Jesus, but he knew he had heard about Jesus and he knew he was his last ditch effort. He was all the hope he had. He's all the hope we have today, church. He's all the hope you have today. He's all the hope you have. He's all the hope you have in your home. He's all the hope you have for your physical ailments. He's all the hope we have in this world. Jesus, somebody just say the name of Jesus. Oh, it's time for the church to cry out in desperation. It's time for the children of the Most High God to not just once in a while, but continually and consistently come to a place and to a posture of desperation before the one whose name is Jesus and cry out, Jesus, Son of David, have mercy on America. Have mercy on your church. Have mercy on your child. Have mercy, Jesus. Jesus, have mercy, have mercy, have mercy. I want to wrap this up and we're going to pray. Healing fulfills the message of the cross of Calvary. Healing fulfills it. It's not finished. Somehow we think that it just happened. And now, if we'll just say a prayer, we're good to go. But it's not finished. Jesus is still moving in the earth. Jesus is alive. He's working miracles. The power that saves is the power that heals. And the power that saved you will heal you and heal through you so that others can be saved. This manifest glory of God wants to be revealed, needs to be revealed, desires to be revealed in the earth today through you. It fulfills the message of the cross. Isaiah 53 says it best. Verses 4 and 5, surely he, prophetically speaking, the prophet says, he has borne our grief and carried our sorrows. Yet we esteemed him stricken, smitten of God and afflicted. But he, hear me, he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquity and the chastisement of our peace was upon him. And then get this by his stripes, we are healed. 
Don't you see that it all connects together? Don't you see that it's a puzzle that fits perfectly together? Nothing else will do. You can't proclaim salvation and then just heaven. You got to put the piece of healing in there. You can't just proclaim one part and leave out another part for your own convenience sake or because somebody might be embarrassed or you might be embarrassed that someone else doesn't see it. You got to put the healing piece in there or the picture's not complete. The healing power of Jesus is alive today and it fulfills the message of the cross of Calvary. And 14 healing, hear me, it destroys the works of the devil. <laughs> Don't you know, not all, listen, not all sickness is because of demonic activity, but much of sickness is because of demonic activity. I can tell you right now with all assurance and without a doubt in my mind, COVID is an, is an act of demons and devils of hell. It is an act of the enemy of God. And it is time for the church to rise up because when we proclaim healing and we declare the word of God and the truth of God, it destroys the work of the devil. Acts chapter 10, hear me, Acts chapter 10, verse 38 says, How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power, who went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed by the devil, for God was with him. I need to declare over someone this morning, God is with you. God is with you. God is with you on your job. God is with you in the marketplace. God is with you in your home. God is with you everywhere you go. He's with you this morning. 1 John 3, 8 says this. For this purpose, the son of God was manifested that he might destroy the works of the devil. I'm telling you, there's something happening in the world right now, in the church right now, throughout the world. It's something happening. It's stirring up. It's stirring up. It's stirring us up. God is stirring us up. What for? To destroy the works of the enemy. To destroy the works of the devil. I'm telling you, it's, I said it earlier, if we don't pray a year from now, it's not going to look like it does today. But church, if we will pray, if we will press in, it's not going to look like it does a year from now either. It's going to be better. I'm telling you, the church is going to arise healing is in our wings the deliverance of God is with us and lastly y'all thought I would never get here it's part of the great commission I, I need you to understand something. We talk about it all the time. We're going to be a church of disciple makers. We're going to proclaim that we're to go into all the world and preach the gospel. That's the great commission. But it doesn't stop there. And shame on us if we stop there. Because it's not just about proclaiming it. It's about doing it. You, you take, take, take it for what it's worth. But listen to what God says in Mark chapter 16. The great commission. Jesus says, go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He who believes and is baptized will be saved, but he who does not believe will be condemned. And these signs will follow those who believe. And these signs will follow those who believe. Is anybody catching? I said these signs are going to follow those who believe. What are they? In my name, that all-powerful name of Jesus. In my name, they will cast out demons. They will speak with new tongue, the Holy Ghost. And they will lay hands on the sick and they will recover. Somebody ought to get on their feet and just praise God for the power of his word and the power of his spirit. Jesus is the healer. Jesus is the healer. Jesus be glorified in the earth today. Jesus be glorified in the earth today. Jesus be glorified in his church today. Jesus is the healer. Stay standing to your feet. Remain standing with me. Jesus is the healer. And the healer's here. 
He didn't come in because we preached. He came in because you're a believer. And you showed up here today. He came with you. He fills us with his spirit. We're his habitation. We're the temple. Don't you know that you are the temple of the Holy Ghost? That's what scripture says. Don't you know that you're the temple? This building's not the temple. This is a, this is a building. This is a great tool. We set it aside for the work of kingdom, of kingdom uh, efforts. But hear me, you are the temple of the Holy Ghost. You're filled with power. You're filled with glory. You're filled with his anointing. And he wants to heal you today. He wants to heal every, I have the list again. I'm going to just let you remember the list I gave you earlier and you add to it anything you want because God's no respecter. He'll heal anything. Nothing's too difficult. Maybe somebody this morning needs to just, you're perfectly fine. You got it all together. You're probably the only one, but you got it all together. But somebody needs to stand in the gap. We've already prayed, but somebody needs to stand in the gap for the sick this morning. There's others that are sick today. I see Jared back here. Glad to see you, brother. He was sick. He thought he was going to be in the hospital. He didn't know. He thought he told me last night when I saw him, he said, he said, pastor for about two days, I thought I was going to die. I thought I was dying. Uh, Dawn battle came up to me this morning. She said for a few days, I literally laid on my couch thinking I was going to die. This stuff's bad, but they stand here today, redeemed and healed and whole in Jesus name because Jesus heals. Jesus heals. We're temples of the Holy Ghost. Somebody needs to stand in the gap this morning. If you're here without any cares or worries, you need to, this prayer, you still need to be part of this, this altar call right now because somebody needs to come up and believe for healing in our nation and in our world. We're praying. I'm believing. I don't know what it's going to look like, Brother Steve. I don't know what it's going to look like, but this thing's going to be eradicated. I don't know how. My mind says there's no possible way. This thing's here to stay. It's not here to stay. I just declare it by faith. It's not. I just declare it by faith. It can't, it can't keep, it cannot continue to devastate the globe. It cannot, especially it cannot devastate his church. We're going to rise up in faith over this thing. But if you're here today and you need a miracle in any area of your life, I'm talking to people right now and I know I am. I don't know who you are. I'm not thinking of anyone or anything, but you need a miracle in your home, your family, relationally, financially, just maybe, maybe your job situation and it's messing things up at home, whatever it is. I'm telling you, there's healing today. There's people that walked into this building with cancer. There's people that walked into this building. You're watching online and you have, you have disease in your body of some kind. You have a sickness, maybe a, a, a bone issue or a, a, a muscular skeletal issue going on. And it's like, you're never going to be able to get over victory over this. Today's your day. There's healing in the house. The presence of Jesus is here. We brought him with us. The healer is here.